Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Madrasa on A. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. It is Thursday and this is of course another edition of your program Madrasa on A on 91.3 FM. That of course the voice of the Cape. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and I'm going to be in your company up until 4 o'clock inshallah. And then also I am joined in studio by none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Assalamualaikum to you Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, how are you doing this afternoon? Alhamdulillah, thanks and praises you to Allah and how's yourself and Yasmina? Um, Alhamdulillah, Sheikh Shukran for asking and also do know that you can send through your questions through to our WhatsApp number as well as our SMS number. We are speaking about the series which is the Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and yesterday as you know, Sheikh was doing the khutbah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that was done on Hajj and today we are going to be doing a recap on that going through the point that was mentioned yesterday as well as doing the last part inshallah of our series being the Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So for that I hope that you have your pens and paper handy inshallah and you are glued to the radio because I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh now to do the opening dua for us as well as starting off the show. Sheikh Tafaddal. Shukran jazakallah khair for that one and Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Wahda was Salat, was Salamu Adam Adlana be a bad Rabbish Rahli Sadri, Wayasid Lee Amri Wahlul Ogdeta Milisani Yafkau Kodi. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله all thanks and praise is due to Allah to always and forever and love and salam in our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whom Allah has revealed and granted us to be able to take us by the hand and guide us on the sirat al-mustaqim with the permission of Allah ta'ala was it not that from Allah ta'ala that Allah has permitted our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to do that then you and I would not have been Muslim would not have been submissive to Allah so yes Thanks and gratitude to Allah for that. May Allah grant us to be people of true appreciation. Recognize how unfortunate we are, yet fortunate with the mercy of Allah. Unfortunate to the extent that we are worthy of nothing. We are insignificant. We are of no value, not even to ourselves. Was it not for the mercy and extensive mercy of Allah? That's why we are fortunate. That's why we are fortunate to the extent that Allah has granted us the greatest gift. The gift to be of the believers of Allah, of the believers of, of Allah Ta'ala and those people who follow the tariqah of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May Allah grant us to be worthy of that status. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Love and salam upon him, his family, his friends and all those who follow their path. May Allah grant us to be amongst them. Ameen, Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Um, in having to look at uh, the, the uh, lesson for that we did yesterday, allow me to be able to start with a dua. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, bismillahi ar-rahman ar-rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqeen, wal-jannatu lil-muahideen, wal-a'udwana illa ala al-zalimeen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal-mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in.
اللهم ارحمنا بالقرآن العظيم واجعله لنا إماما ونورا وهدى ورحمة اللهم ذكرنا منهما نسينا وعلمنا منهما جهلنا وارزقنا تلاوته آناء الليل وأطراف النهار على الوجه الذي يرديك عنا واجعل حجة لنا ولا تجعل حجة علينا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين As lesson that we did yesterday we were dealing with a section that we were dealing with the khutbah of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam khutbah and we are dealing just looking at what we call the highlights of that khutbah the highlights of that khutbah dealt with the fact that Allah said that we the Muslims each and every one of us our blood and our wealth and our uh, status and position are all inviolable or in the secrecy like the sacredness and the secrecy of the day of Arafah and then the, the, the month of, of the Hijjah and in the land of Makkah al-Mukarramah. And then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa to say that everything in the, pertaining to the days of ignorance are hereby abolished, has come to an end under the feet of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi says the first amongst them, the blood money of the days of ignorance has been abolished. And then the first of the blood monies is the one of Rabi'ah ibn al-Harith, Harith. Uh, who has been nursed by the tribe of Sa'ad and been killed by Hudayl. And then the Nabi sallallahu went on to something other called it the interest payment, the payment of interest, and the fact that you and I sometimes put, put difficulties on other people by having to allow them when they in need, that we put further loads upon them, and that is interest. And that has been abolished by the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Nabi says the first among them that has been abolished is that, that which Abbas, the Nabi sallallahu uncle, as in actual fact, lending out monies, has come to an end. He cannot charge anything anymore. And that is what Islam has indicated. Then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to a topic by saying, our concerns, we need to fear Allah concerning our partners with reference to our wives. And that we need to take them, we have taken them in the sense of security from Allah and they've been made permissible by us with the words that Allah has given us. But similarly, Allah has given them a responsibility. Theirs is to be able to respect and to honor and not to disapprove and not to be able to allow anybody that you, the husband, disapprove of to be able to enter into their places, into their homes. If they should do that, if the wives would violate, would oppose, would want to do it her way, then, in the words of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi the husband has the right to reprimand, but not to be able to make it bruisingly, which means it mustn't be able to leave a mark. It must be light, and the woman must feel uncomfortable to know, I have broken the process of the respect for my husband, and I have been showing him disrespect. My disrespect to him is disobedience to Allah, the greatest Lord, the Lord of the heavens. Because you as a wife needs to be, your status in position as wife is only in the process of a command of Allah, when you need to be able to be obedient to the wife, to the husband. The husband, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, has a responsibility and he needs to look after your clothing and after your, your feeding um, and he needs to look after you. And um, 
Allah is going to grant you the reward for whatever uh, you have then fulfilled for that matter of having to be obedient to, to, to Allah Ta'ala. Um, and he needs to be able to do that what is customary. And then the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, and I've left something behind for you. And that is, I've left behind the book of Allah and um, my hadith. And if you follow that, you will never ever go astray. And then the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked the question, what would you say about me? Um, the people said, we be witness that you have conveyed your message, you have discharged your duty and advised sincerely to the best of that you could. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam raised his finger towards the sky and pointed it towards the people, said, Oh Allah, I bear witness, Oh Allah, be witness to the statement of these people, Oh Allah, be witness to what they are saying, Oh Allah, be witness to the statement. Then the call for the waqt of the, 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 the adhan was made, and one salah, the, the waqt for the waqt of duar, but it was one call and made with two iqamas, one call for the waqt of duar, two raka'at, and thereafter the Nabi sallallahu allowed him to make the iqama again, um, and then the uh, adhan, uh, the iqama went, and the salah for asr was made, two raka'ats as well. Um, then the pronounce, uh, and, th and that is to where we've actually reached, to where the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa reached the often prayer. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa did not create or did not make any sunnah salah on that day on Arafah or between the Dhuwr and the Asr salah, not for Dhuwr and neither for Asr. And this is how the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa showed us to be doing the ibadah for those days. And he was the guide that Allah has sent as a messenger to show us in actual completion how we need to do. And he did not lack anything. And if he, as human as he is, could have made a human error at any stage, Jibreel would immediately come down and rectify that. So it's not a lacking factor of Jibreel, not a lacking factor of, of, of the Nabi Sallallahu neither a lacking factor of Allah. And how dare we even dream that any one of them Allah, his Nabi, and, the Nabi, and Jibreel would have erred. Allah has, Allah has the reverence to Allah is the greatest, and the status given to the Nabi and Jibreel wasalam, is that which Allah has created, a sense of protection for us. Beautifully said there by Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. We are going to be continuing on the Hajj series of, and this is the Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sheikh Tafadal. Shukran and um, we've reached to the end of the khutbah and then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, he said, فَلْيُبَلِّغِ الشَّهِدِ الْغَائِبِ All those people that is present here this day, whom in actual fact has received this message of what Islam is all about, and has been present here pertaining to the topic that is at, at, at hand, the, the hajj and all the things that goes with the person that's present, let them go and take the responsibility of carrying it over to the people who's not present here this day. Which means the people of the Sahaba radiallahu anhu need to see that they take it over to the tabi'in and the tabi'in tabi'in because the Sahaba was there. 
And this, so obviously Nabi's not speaking of the people who's not present. There were those people who's not present here amongst us, the people that wasn't there, but more so the people of the future generations. And so the Hujaj needs to understand the necessity of having to come back and to prepare themselves in having to give a message to everybody else. Because the Nabi says, let those people go and do the tabligh and let them carry over this message. For those people who's not present, the future generations. So we have a message. You cannot say, I don't want to speak. I don't know what to say. Oh, no. Part of your preparation for Hajj is getting yourself ready to be able to give over a message. And as a Muslim, it's a necessity. Every Muslim has the responsibility. Communication is a necessity being taught to us by Allah and His Rasul. We must be able to communicate and we must be able to prepare. What say? And I depend on Allah. For Allah has given you exposure. Allah has exposed you. Allah has given you all the knowledge, all the exposure. Allah shared with you all the things. And you then went to the place. So you need to come back and I see how can you strongly impress the hearts of others, especially the younger generation, and leave a positive message and leave a, 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 a legacy of positivity behind as Muslims of the generation that you are to the next generations are coming. May Allah open the path and grant our judge to realize it is a fart, it is a necessity, it is a command of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He gives to every judge and every haji must prepare themselves. They cannot say no, ni ekani. Ya. Yay, the Nabi has spoken to you, not to anybody else. He's spoken to you if you are going on Hajj. And you, he has spoken to you specifically and said to you, you must prepare yourselves at part of your Hajj to come back to give a message. So prepare yourselves. And realize you don't have the capacity. Realize you don't have the abilities. But realize without Allah you can do nothing. So don't depend on your, your personal abilities or your strengths. Depend on none, nobody else but Allah. And Allah will put things under your tongue. The words of Nabi Musa, Rabbi Sharah li sadri, make my matter easy for me. Rabbi Sharah, broaden my chest for me. Wayasir li amri, make this matter easy for me. Wahlul ugdatam min lisani, remove the difficulties from my tongue. Yafqahu kawli, thus when I pass over this message of you, O oh Allah, that the people may be able to absorb and take in, and it be able that I leave a positive and a strong legacy of what Islam was meant for us. May Allah open the path for us inshallah and then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa left the area there uh, which as, as, uh, uh, the area called Namira and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa drove on his camel in the path to, to what we call a Jabal Rahmah he went there until he got to the mountain area and he went to the side of the mountain and stood to the side where the rocks were um, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa went there amongst the people uh, and, and there the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam parked and Jibreel came from time to time to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there and at one stage Jibreel came and he gave the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a message that message that was shocked the Sahaba radiallahu anhum or many of the Sahaba and the message the Nabi gave, that Jibreel gave the Nabi was the words of Allah at Arafah when Allah said Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَدِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا Allah to reveal the verse via Jibreel on Arafah, the day of Hajj, Al-Yawm, today, this very, very day, the very day of Hajj, the very day of Arafah, أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ I have completed and com as complete in completion for you your deen.
وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي And I've stamped your religion with my favor, with all my favors, which means I've made the religion full of extensive, extensive favors. I will only be satisfied with Islam as a religion for the human race because Islam means submissiveness to the, to the only Lord of the whole universe. To the Lord, to the single Lord of the universe, to whom belong worshipping alone, only Him, He accepts it only when you worship Him and nobody else. The worship of anything or anybody else is being rejected by Him. And He says, وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ I will only be satisfied as a deen, as a religion, as a means to be able to worship and to be able to fulfill your responsibility to your Lord, I accept only Islam. Subhanak, this is Allah speaking. And this verse was revealed. In the revelation of this, in the, 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 when this verse was revealed, many of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum went into severe t- tears. When they asked the Sahaba like Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali them, what was the reason for them being in so severe tears? Why are they crying so much? What is it that, that affects him while Allah is making this beautiful statement? They say that haven't you heard Allah tells us Al-Yawma Akmaltun Akmala Yukmili means to complete and to fulfill and to bring to an end which means the need for the work of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is there no more. There is no further need for the job of the Nabi which means he has completed. Remember he asked the question to have I done my job and he said yes and then Allah revealed that verses thereafter. So yes he the Nabi Sallallahu's job load as a Nabi, as a messenger, has been completed in total completion. And Allah is satisfied with this deen via the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the people who have accepted this deen, Allah is very highly satisfied. And Allah calls them in the Quran, Radiyallahu Anhum They are satisfied with Allah and with Islam as a deen. And Allah is absolutely satisfied with them. They are the greatest pioneers of success for humanity as a whole. The whole universe would have been in total jahiliya, in total ignorance. We would have lived up to this moment. There wouldn't have been anything such as civilization. Was it not for Allah Ta'ala and his Quran that he has revealed via the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Number three is the Nabi. And number four is the message of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with this Quran. And number five is those people whom Allah has put on the main stage to be the pioneers for you and me, to be our leaders, to be the reason why you and your mom and your dad and your family and your peer and your mufti is Muslim. Because without them, the, without this great Sahaba and all of them that which Allah has selected to be and Allah selects only the very best and that's why you and I couldn't have been the those people in that position and Allah selected them to be the best of people to lead you and me and to lead this world into sub to become civilized out of the ignorance and the darkness and jahiliyyah so that you and I can be Muslims this is this Nabi and this is this Ummah and this is how we need to revere these processes Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And they cried severely. This is Allah says, Al-Yawma akmala yukmidu. To complete, to fulfill, to bring to an end. So there is no need for the Nabi. It means the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not going to live long. It means the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's time has been brought to an end. His job load has been fulfilled.
whatever he needed to have done, he has left no stone unturned. And so it's going to be, be the last few days of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But we can understand the Hajj being the last message of Islam, the last pillar, happened on the last year in the the, the, the life of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then just a few months later, the departure of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Rabbi. Um, so the understanding, you cannot separate Hajj from that moment. You cannot separate the understanding that this departure of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is in the words of Allah Ta'ala from the effect and the revelation of that verse specifically on Hajj, more specifically on the day of Arafah, more specifically on the hour standing at the Waqt of Wukuf when Allah Ta'ala said those words, And then the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam stood there and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam faced Qibla and kept st standing until the sun set completely that day with its yellow light gone and then the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made the announcement and said to them the Salah for Maghrib will be the Salah of Maghrib will be in, uh, 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 at Musdalifah Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to the Sahaba, the waqt salah for Maghrib will be at, which means do not perform Maghrib now. We all leave and they all left and they all went to, and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum left and they went on to, uh, left Arafah and they went on to their route to Mustalifah. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then placed Usama, the son of Zaid, behind him on his camel. And the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam pulled the, the string of the camel tight to the back so that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam could keep his head touch almost the saddle of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and pointed with the people and say to them be at ease, be calm, don't rush, don't create bottlenecks we all know we need to calm, we need to move now from Arafah but let's do calm, let's be at ease, take it easy, take it slowly, don't rush, rush, right? And unfortunately, this is human being. We, we hasteful in everything. We, we, we want to rush. We want to get done to everything. Uh, but the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam showed us at this moment, uh, don't make it a rush, rush job. Take it easy. The next step is to be able to move from Arafah to Musdalifah. And inshallah, we will get there. Take your time. Don't rush. Yes, you are amongst the millions. You're now performing that with others. And you need to be considered of other people uh, as much. And don't consider yourself more important. See yourself. And that is what it means that you need to calm and be at ease. Don't rush. Don't push. Don't create bottlenecks. Be, be considerate of everybody else. Uh, um, one of the things that I notice in the life that we live in today, in the days of the time when I was a young boy, there was something known as courtesy. Courtesy is something that you always care for the other person, whether you're on the road, whether you're walking, whether you're standing in the line, whether there's circumstances, you always consider others and you always consider what their circumstances and that is the sense of courtesy that we need to have I believe that that courtesy we the Muslim Ummah can bring back if we strive for courtesy in our own life and see that we make courtesy part of the life of our children because 
Unfortunately, if you look at life as it goes on, very much the process of courtesy has gone lost. Now here the Nabi says, calm, be courteous of others, be conscious of others, be cognizant of the fact that there's millions around you, and each and every one of them is more important than yourself. See yourself as less important. Allah will give you honor and dignity and status simply because you're so everybody else and you gave them status. Allah will elevate you, Allah will grant you. But you need to understand that this doesn't come from you and me. It doesn't come from us. It comes from Allah. And if only you, because you and I need to work towards the development of our own character to be the best and leave behind amongst the other judge that they see positivity in us, inshallah. Beautiful. We are going to be continuing on our topic being Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran jazakallah khair for that, Auntie Yasmina. Before the break, we were speaking about what happened with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he left Arafah and the importance that he placed on the fact that he has to say to the people to take your time, be calm and we spoke about the importance of courtesy that is not something that we find in our life that today but you and I need to understand that that is what courtesy is all about that we have to compare, we have to care for others and consider others there is various levels of people around us if you look at them, you get the rich person, you get the poor person, you get the the, the, the sick person, you get the healthy person, people being being uh, affected by various things, and we can actually be supportive of them by being courteous. May Allah open the path, inshallah, and grant us to understand and realize that we must probably will be given honor and dignity by Allah, and only Allah can give us honor and dignity when we prepare to serve the cause of Allah to when we help other people and be there to help other people. We indicated how the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam traveled, and he pulled the, the string of, of the, 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 the or they call it the bridle of the camel. Uh, and until when he got too high the sand processes he let it loose to allow the camel to move forward and to climb the, the various aspects and to, to move on and that have happened until the Nabi sallallahu alayhi reached the area of Mustalifa then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi there at Mustalifa led the salah for Maghrib with one adhan and two iqamas from Maghrib and Isha Maghrib was made three rakats and Aisha was made two rakats with no sunnah salah in between. Subhanak, the Messenger of Allah Ta'ala then laid down, went to sleep and to relax again. Now the day was a lengthy day. Went into the tent and went to relax. It is something that Allah Ta'ala asked us to be able to keep a remembrance of Allah. But also if you think of what the day was like, it's supposed to be a moment that we need to be able to revitalize through the night because the day is still long. Hajj is a festivity that carries on. It's a f- continuous movement. So tomorrow morning to be healthy and strong, you need to be able oh, Nabi went to lay and sleep on Arafah until the moment for Zawal came. Our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa then thereafter, and he is our teacher, he is our role model, he is our guide. On Muzdalifah he went to rest and sleep and in, into his tent and to relax and he covered himself. Now sometimes the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa didn't go and sleep as we say sleep, but he closed himself and he went, as he said, 
Sometimes my eyes close, but my heart is awake, and I, I still, and my eyes is closed and asleep, but my, I'm, I'm actually aware of what everything happened around me. This is our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is not you and me. But we need to take from him, as he says, Khudu anni manasikakum. Take from me your pattern of hajj. And we need to be able to realize that if we take it from him, we can only, we can only become maximum in value, maximum in, 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 in achieving and acquiring that which Allah wants for us to acquire and to achieve and if we follow his lifestyle we will only receive um, the, the, the very very best for dunya and for akhirah and if we try anything other than that don't expect to be able to get that quality and that value may Allah grant khair and barakah to all our people as he has been said and he, this is what he did and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to rest and as we said he went to sleep to relax, to be able to allow us. And in the morning, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam got up, did the Fajr Salah, made the, the wudu for the Fajr Salah, did the Fajr Salah, and then went to the area until uh, um, when it was clear uh, that it was dawn, with one, was, uh, he made adhan, and then when the iqama and the salah has been performed, obviously you know, there's no jam salah at fajr, so there's only, there's been jam on uh, Muzdalifa, there's been jam on Arafat, the, the, the word and asr salah was made two, two rakats and qasr, and there's been jam on Muzdalifa, three rakat for Maghrib and two rakat for Aisha, brought together with no sunnah in between. This is what the Nabi has taught us. The Fajr Salah has been done. The Nabi stood in Qibla. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to the area called Mash'ar al-Haram after the Salah. In that area which is on the area of Muzdalifa near the mountain in Antin's area. The Nabi faced the Qibla and then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam remembered Allah ta'ala like Allah says, فَإِذَا أَفَضْتُمْ مِنْ عَرَفَاتٍ فَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ عِنْدَ الْمَشْعَرِ الْحَرَامِ Remember Allah at the Mash'ar al-Haram and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam showed us the making of that the ibadah of that the Mash'ar al-Haram is to the morning time, is to the time before the Nabi sallallahu and the Nabi sallallahu is the one that showed us what must be done. Many of our hujajas are the impression we go to Muzdalifa and there we need to be able to pick up, uh, what's his name, uh, the stones. Yes, you, you, you need to pick up stones, you can pick up stones, you can clean. But the essence of Muzdalifa is in the words of Allah and the action of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa after the Fajr went to the areas of the mountains, stood there, and there the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam elevated and supplicated to Allah ta'ala. Gave honor and dignity and glory and, and in tasbih and tahleel, in, in, in takbir of, the, of, of Allah ta'ala. This is what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did. And he remains stopping there until it became daylight. When it became daylight, which means from the time of Fajr until the, 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 uh, the, the light was bright in the sky, it was very clear, it was daylight. And just before the sun rose, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then left Muzdalifa to go off to, to Mina now. To go off to Mina. A Sahabi by the name of Fadl, the son of Abbas, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa cousin, was sitting behind the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Now I hand over to Sheikh to continue inshallah, Sheikh Tawadol. Shukran jazakla khair for the Yasmina. Just before the break, we were speaking about the person when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left the area of Mustalifa of Tumina. There was a person, a sahabi, a young cousin of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the son of Abbas, 
Fadl, he sat behind the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There was noted factors about him that the Nabi that he was a person with beautiful hair, he had a fair complexion, and he had a handsome face. And he was a young man sitting behind the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And as the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was travelling. There was a group of women on the side of the Nabi Sallallahu as he was traveling and Fadl was looking at them. So the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then put his hand in the face of Fadl to turn it to the other side. He again began to look at the other side where there was also women. And again the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi pushed his face to the, to the other side opposite again. Away until he came to the bottom of Muhassir, until the Nabi came to an area called Muhassir. And the Muhassir is a place uh, uh, between Muzdalifa and Mina. Uh, uh, and, and it is the place where we have had the history of the, of the elephant. Where the elephant, where, where Allah has destroyed the people of Abra and his people, where the first amount of of, of the birds came around having to affect the, the, the elephants the, the elephants there and the the, the, the the group of people that came with Abraha and this is where that happened in the Hasir and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa indicated he moved fast past it they said to us do not stand at places where Allah has cursed people because you could be finding the curses with you and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa moved fast there he urged his camel on following the mill road until he, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa came to Jamratul Aqaba he came to the great Jamra um, the place where he, he, he uh, cast the stones onto the, the Jamra and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam threw seven pebbles at it, each time saying, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. In recognition, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that, that we throw the jamara. The jamara is symbolic shaitan. Who reali we realize that we've been misguided all the time by him, and we are vulnerable, we are very, very weak, and that shaitan has the capacity to get us back. And we say Allah with a con we say Bismillah, Allahu Akbar, when we throw this begging of Allah to help us that we do not fall prey to shaitan again when we turn back, right? And that we actually have the capacity to be able to do what we say, look at our own self and see who we are and where do we come from. Realizing that we have been forgiven, but Allah Ta'ala want us to be able to realize how serious it is. Thus Allah Ta'ala says, You moved where the people are moving to, and that is obviously referring to Mina, and it Mina come to your senses and realize it's not the moment now to boast and brag and it's a haji it's a haji no 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 that is the wrong attitude the right attitude is to feel uncomfortable feel weak and feel subhanak how fortunate i am but am i truly worthy of this yes i've been forgiven every son of mine is forgiven i've been clear i need to come to humility gentleness and that's allah says in the quran Come to realize that you are a sinner, you are weak, you have faults, you have errors, and you have billions. Beware of the fact that you can go back at Mina when you throw the Jamarat. Don't see yourself greater than Shaitan, and you're going to break him. Oh, no, you cannot. He knows everything of you and me. He knows us better than what we know ourselves. But our commitment with Allah is important. Our submission 
to Allah is important. Our fact that we make the resolutions that we will be better Muslims and we beg of Allah and here we say, Oh Allah, at the moment of shaitan, we beg you, not because of our kibber, not because of our status, but because of we need you to be able to fight him. We need your help that he doesn't and we need to have a stronger link with you because only then he will not be able to manipulate us and to take us off the path. May Allah grant us khair and barakah. Ya Rabb, la hawla, and allow me just to be able to share with the hujaj here something. When one of the Sahaba asked the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Messenger of Allah, how will I know whether the hajj has been accepted? The Nabi says, nobody will know it but you. Nobody, if your, your mom and your dad and your brothers and sisters and your children and your family is all with you, they will not know whether your hajj, except for you yourself. And he said, oh, Messi, but how will I know that? The Nabi says, by the life that you live when you return, a superior status in what it has been, the life that you lived before you come for hajj, ya Rabb. May Allah grant all the hujjads to be able to reach the level of Hajj Maqbool and Hajj Mabroor. So the resolutions to make and the recognition and the mindset is extremely important, especially at Mina. When you come back where there's that sense of Prekrachit and Eksnuma Haji and Kiti Haji and Haji took and Haji Kuani Milai and Amade Hutis. May Allah grant that that is being seen as negative, as destructive to our hearts that moment. It is our commitment and our process of our heart and our brains linked to Allah. And our words and our action must be able to see that we recognize that we are the weakest of slaves. It's probably not even worthy of Allah's Rahmah. Yet Allah has given me this great status, has filled me so much of His favors. And yet, I need to be able to be a person that creates more humility in me. Ik moet meer humble wat, meer zachter wat, meer decent wat, en meer met veramal in, verander mense beter sien as my, en sien vir myself as die swakste persoon. Mag Allah oopmak veramal so goedjaj, wil aangrant Allah goedjaj to be worthy of having to accept Hajj Makboel en Mabroer, but they recognize it is a commitment, it is hard work. It is effort and it is perpetuity. It carries on and on until the very end. And we do not give up. And when you come back, the expectation is even higher. May Allah open the path, inshaAllah. And so the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, having uh, then at, at, at Mustalifa, at, at, at pelting the Jamarat, uh, and 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 uh, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the words Bismillah Allahu Akbar. He threw them from the bottom of the valley and then went to the place of the sacrifice where the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam sacrificed sixty-three camels. This is uh, by sixty-three of the animals that was brought to him by his own hand. He then gave the remaining animals to Ali to sacrifice. Thus he joined with him in the sacrifice. He then asked that the piece of flesh from each and every animal that was slaughtered be put into a pot to be able to be cooked. And the Nabi and Ali enjoyed of that. One day to teach us that we must eat ourselves of the animal that was slaughtered. And he took some of the meat out of it and he ate and drank of the soup with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The message of Allah then thereafter relieved himself from the state of the haram and drove to Makkah. He cut his hair and he drove to Makkah. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam drove to Makkah and he then went there. He went to perform what we call the... the uh, Tawaf for the for the for the Hajj, which we call Tawaful. 
And then when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam got there, he did the tawaf, the tawaf of hajj. And when he completed the tawaf of hajj, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to the well of Zamzam. And he spoke to the people, his family members, the, the tribe of Abdul Muttalib, and he said to them, had it been, he said, draw the water out of the family. Were it not the, uh, that the people would take the right of supplying water from me, I would also have drawn water with you. So they handed him a pitcher and he drank. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi drank from the water of the Zamzam from that moment. And that brings us to the very, very end, alhamdulillah, of the Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. we saw. I just needed to come back and having to remind us that in the khutbah, those topics that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has highlighted as important topics of the Hajj, of the Hudbah, is those things that we are all in need of every day of our life that will happen until Yawm al-Qiyamah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. However, Sheikh, we have received a few questions that came through. And the first one on WhatsApp says, Salam, Sheikh, is it permissible and is there merit in making Sunnah Salahs on Arafah until the Waqt of Hukuf? Shukran Jazakrahi for that question. Um, now, uh, uh, people, I think the question is a very healthy question. But at the same time, as Muslims, we look and remember my teacher, your teacher, everybody's teacher of the Hajj is our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he said, Khudu and me, take from me your pattern of Hajj. So, what did the Nabi do? It would be the best. If the Nabi did that, that would be the best for us to do. If the Nabi would do something. So, Asking the question is that recommended to do Sunnah Salah on Arafah. The issue of Salah, of, 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 of salah by the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and by Allah Ta'ala for the waqt of Arafah is the waqt of Dhur and Asr has been moved forward and the waqt of Maghrib and Isha has been moved backwards because the secrecy of that moment in relating to Allah where you speak and open your heart and your breast you don't need to go into Salah you don't need to be personal in the one-to-one because there's millions of others around you you cannot do so be yourself and be honest and be open with your heart and allow your tears to fall and do the intimacy do not try to be more do not do it more because the Nabi, the, the best person in the best of character, the best of the awliya, the best of the salihin, the best of the anbiya is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah says, وَلَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا He is the most superlative form of advisors and guides and uh, 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 advisors for you or, or your role models. So he's the role model, he's the teacher, he's the guide for Hajj. And he says to us, anasikakum. Take it from me, the pattern of your Hajj, so that Allah can grant you the Hajj Makbul Mabrur. And he did not perform any Sunnah Salah right through the day. You want to? The, great, the moment is greater than the Sunnah Salah. The, the, the whole day is greater, and everything in your Ibadah is greater than it is the highest status that you have ever been to. So don't go take it to the moment of what the Nabi did not take it to. Do not add the, the things. Like for instance, we find the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa getting on Arafah. The Nabi did not wake mark and push his mark and, 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 and some man mark. Nay, the Nabi went to sleep. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the best of Allah's creation. So we want to be intelligent. No, he taught us how to get the best. What? To do it the way he did it. Take rest because you need to be focused. You need to be alive, awake the afternoon when it's normally the time when the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went to rest during the afternoon. That is the time of Zawal is the moment of the Zawal is the moment that you need to be on your height on Arafah. Now, so that's the slap and state, no need. 
Die slapenstijd is voor die wat nie na bed geslaapt het, die is die soene tarieke, so is best. So when you have been tired after the day of Arafah, and believe you me, you will be absolutely tired. Jy gaat moog, moog, moog wees. Wat is die na bed toe? Die is nie rush to Musdalifah, and get there, only get dinges. Die na bed got there, and got the things ready for the next morning, like the, 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 the pebbles, but more so rested there to be able to see that he has a sense of communication with Allah when he comes to his senses again. Right? And we don't rush up to Musdalifah and rush from Musdalifah to Al-Mina. It's not a rush, rush job. It's a sense of ease and contentment. Take your time, take your time, and don't rush. Do your ibadah and remember you are coming to be able to intimate with Allah, to connect with Allah, to keep that bond with Allah strong, not to do this, that and the other. It's all about having the connection with Allah. The strongest part of your ibadah of hajj is the commitment with Allah right through, right through every day and every night. Ya Rabb, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. If, if you don't mind later on, I might be able to share with you some aspects of what the Nabi Sallallahu has given us of words of Allah in the Holy Quran. Shukran for Jazakallah for the answers and the question that we say. Shukran so much uh, for answering the question, Sheikh, and then we still have time for a question. Bef- and uh, the question that came through yesterday, which we did not get time with, and that was with regards to the, recita- the recitation of uh, Surah Al-Asr that Sheikh ends off. The question stated, Sheikh, is there perhaps any specific reason as to why Sheikh always ends with Surah Al-Asr? As to the reason why we end with Surah Al-Asr, it is because it is the Sunnah Tariqah that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught the Sahaba Radiallahu Anhum whenever they come together and they had a meeting, discussions, and do this, that, and the other, that before they leave, they remind one another this verse, Well, Asr, I swear by time, that man is but destroying himself. Man is but in destruction of himself. This is Allah Ta'ala. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Except for when we believe in Allah وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And we do righteous deeds وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالْحَقِّ And we stick to righteousness and fulfill what Allah and His Rasul expects us to do وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالصَّبْرِ And we persevere the challenges that come from Allah That is but the reminder for myself and for everybody And that's the reason that we remind that to ourselves every time And that has become a sense of a finality of the Sahaba Whenever they departed from one another And we hope to be able to share that same process and that's the other portion of that when we say Subhana Rabbik, Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdik Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk The Nabi says if you've said anything and you've any conversation in any moment and you add those words then Allah uses that to be able to clean all the sins and your weaknesses and Allah will make your means, uh, your, the things that you've been doing as a means of ibadah May Allah accept from all of us inshallah Shukran jazakallah for those questions Shukran so much for Sheikh answering Sheikh, here is another question that has come through says assalamu alaikum sheikh can a woman's ihram be black uh, yes uh, pertaining to the ihram for woman there is no specific color that he says i would strongly not recommend to be able to be white only especially the type of ihram thin ihram type of for woman because uh, uh, the, if the sun shines and everybody from the other side can actually see right up to her body right so yes um, but there's, there's no limitations to the color that ihram may be for a woman. The color of ihram for men has been specified by the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam by saying, take the white, put, take the white one for ihram, and cover your your your, your disease also in white. Whereas the ihram, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam recommended for us that the ihram for the males must be white, and must be new. 
and the the ihram or the the kafan must be white for 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 for, for males and females but it doesn't need to be new it need to be some material that you've used before it's, you can use that in ihram as well because the person is going to be placing the cover and the the, the, the thing can will be used of, of no value thereafter whereas if you've used for ihram to be able to go to allah make it something new be and absolutely new you, you actually pay for the new ihrams that you actually have because you're going to stand in front of Allah on the Hajj. May Allah open the path, inshallah. Amin, inshallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then also, here's another question that has come through. It says, Assalam, if someone addresses you as Haji and you haven't been on Hajj and Umrah, how must you respond? Please advise, can Allah. You, when when somebody advise, says to you Haji Din Haji Day, then say 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 Amin, which means you say Oh Allah Taala accept and grant me to be able to get to that level where I can go and perform the Hajj, right? But you you know for sure that you're not there. Now it happened with Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiAllahu anhu when people praised and honored him and gave him status and position, and he said to the people that I know myself better than what you know me, and Allah Taala knows me even better than what I know myself. So to say that. And don't allow me to be affected and by the positivities that you will say. People say that, say, I mean, Allah to accept, granted to be, right? As the scholars normally used to say, um, uh, uh, I am not there where you think I am, but I will pray that Allah grant me to be able to be there, that I get to there where the levels of the thoughts of the people is with me. I am a weak slave in front of Allah, and Allah knows me better. But may Allah grant me to be able to get there and being granted a pure and good Hajj Makbul and Mabrur, inshallah. Amin. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then that uh, then concludes all of our questions that has come through. We do have still a few minutes left before we hand over and before we end off for the program. However, Sheikh has successfully today completed the series of the Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So, Sheikh, I need to ask what's next after this. Alhamdulillah, we are fortunate to have ended off the Hajj with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this program. We're now going over to what we call the Fiqh of Hajj, looking at the processes such as the virtue of Hajj, the ruling of Hajj, what happens with the side of when a young person goes for Hajj, um, the, those type, and, and, and the, the Hajj of a woman, what the, what is the, the scholars uh, saying in these things, and then we get to the issue of what we call the Fara'id and the, the Sunan and, and those things. How do we understand those things? Inshallah, we hope to do that in the next week. May Allah open the us for us. Inshallah. Beautiful. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Alternatively, you can still send through anything in which you are not clear about. You can send through in terms of your questions that you have received, as well as looking at some of the questions in which we are also going to be receiving, so that we can definitely look at answering it within the best of our capacity inshallah do know that on the program the questions that are being answered is hajj pertaining questions only inshallah so those questions that uh, come through that is not of the subject matter it will be forwarded on to our other programming that also deals with questions and answers however we've got a few minutes left to the program sheikh anything in which sheikh maybe want to add on inshallah before we end off and break for our asr broadcast i i, I most probably would want to mention to the hujaj if you do not know mine alhamdulillah and i would want to make to other allah grant all our hujaj people if ever i said anything it's 
uncomfortable, I've hurt you, made you feel uncomfortable. My wish and desire is only that Allah grant you hajj makbul and mabrur. And if I've said, if it sounds harsh or hard to you, forgive me, I'm human, I have weakness, I have faults. This is from me and from shaitan. But if anything has affected your hearts and you felt positive or you've taken messages of positivity with you, alhamdulillah, and that is the way Allah has used my tongue to be able to reach your hearts. Subhanak, make dua for me, make dua for all the Muslims in Cape Town, and may Allah grant you people a hajj makbul and mabrur. Please don't forget us in your duas if you do not mind. I beg you if you can just once mention our name in Cape Town, uh, from Cape Town uh, at, at the Haram of Makkah at the, bait, at the Baytullah and just once in front of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and if just once you can mention us at the, 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 at, on Arafah. And may Allah grant you people everything of the best. And may Allah grant you the hajj, makbul, and mabrur. I want to remind us of the importance in time. In the words of Allah, when Allah says in the Holy Quran, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, bismillahi rahman ar-rahim, wal-fajri wa layalin ashr. Allah swears by the fajr, the early morning, and the ten nights. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to the Sahaba, the Sahaba said to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they thought that the reference of the ten nights is the reference to the ten nights of the month of Ramadan. The Nabi says, no, it's the ten nights of the month of the Hijjah. It is the, the greatest moment in the ibadah for any ibadah. It's even greater than the ten nights of the month of Ramadan. The ten nights where Allah will allow people that Allah has enjoyed from everywhere around the world. Their ibadah is definitely going to be accepted if they have a deep commitment and they realize what they are. And because Allah wants to grant them a hajj makbul, Allah has brought them there that they get themselves committed to be able to make their, their nights from the first of the hijjah to the last of the hijjah, the nights becomes their day. They spend their nights around that Kaaba, around the Haram. They, they spend the whole night through in Tawaf, uh, um, making dhikrullah, making ibadah. Listen to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he says, you're looking at the Kaaba, just looking at the Kaaba. And saying subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. Just once, says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah will grant you a palace in Jannah. What if you do it three times? What if you do it ten times? What if you do it so many more times? Allahu akbar, walillahi alhamd. So we beg you, Allah is going to grant you all this greatness. I want to remind you of the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he says, Ma, uh, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says to us in a hadith pertaining to, to, to the hajj, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says there's no place in your whole life that you ever will be given the reward for something that you think of except for in Makkah. For if you think of something positive, already it's been recorded as if you've done it. You haven't gone down to the haram as yet. You're just thinking, I'm going to wake up. You think that's before you go to sleep, I'm going to wake up and then I'm going to take a wudu and I'm going to go down to the haram or take a shower and I go down to the haram and make a tawaf. You just think it. Your thought has already been recorded as if done. If you do it, it's multiplied by a hundred thousand times more. Allahu Akbar. How fortunate. In the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to us, the greatest and the glory of Makkah is so glorious that your sleep is considered ibadah by Allah. Allahu Akbar. Subhanak. At the same time, if you think negative, if you let your, your eyes and around and look at things and see wrongful things and get affected by that, such as Rafath, Subhanak, then just the thought that happens to the mind that moment can distort your hajj. Remember Allah's words when it says, Fala rafatha, wala fusuka, wala jidala fil hajj. We're looking at the words where Allah says that 
the ten the ten days, uh, meaning from the the ten from the first of the Hijjah already, be cognizant of yourself of at working maximum to put in maximum value. Al Hujaz is leaving very very early. We leaving yet the first of the Qada. Now there's a month later, the first of the Hijjah. Most of the Hujaz is not going to be in Makkah. They're going to be in in in, in, in Mina. Uh, or in 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 in, in yes in mina, in, in the mina area the uh, what's in aziziya area please see that you make contact with your haram of with the haram at night that you spend your night through especially from the waqt of asr until the next morning ishraq you can go home and can sleep again in 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 aziziya but make value of your nights and build your strength with allah for that's why allah says walillahi ala nasi hajjul bayt come to the baytullah the place where you need to get your hajj to be being given your stamp for to be able to give the stamp to get the stamp on arafah you need to be have an intense relationship with allah through your nights of having to be from the first of the Hijjah till the end of the Hijjah up till the morning of Arafah, um, where we come back unto having to, when Allah says, well, Fajri wa layalin ashir in the ten nights, the Fajr that Allah speaks about is the morning of 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 of, of, of Mina after having been on Arafah in the night, day, the tenth day, the Arafah that morning, the Fajr that morning is the Fajr that you've been on Mina or that you get to the Haram of Makkah and if you do not mind Hujaj you are an you are an a ibadah or a Jumu'ah greater than all the Jumu'at so if it's Jumu'ah the day of Arafah or the day of Mina don't rush off to Makkah that you want to be in, in Makkah to Makkah because your Jumu'ah that you are on are more superior than that and don't rush off to the Baytullah to be able to make Fajr Salah and, and, and Eid Salah. The Eid is not for the people on Hajj. The Eid is for the, the normal people of Makkah. That is the Eid for them. So you don't benefit extra. You don't get great. You get extra when you do what the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi did and how the Nabi did it and whether it takes much time. The reward is greater. Don't rush to win your own mentality. And Halab Makkah You don't benefit anything. Wallahi, don't get a single barakah better than anybody else the person who stays and doing it in the way the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam does his reward is so many more times greater than yours who rushes off to the baytullah who wants to make the, the, the so you rush off for wasting time on these things remember you are on ibadah which has been commanded by allah and rasul and if you do that you will get maximum value mahallah garmi allah grant allah hujaj maximum value and that they put in extra effort and realize that that which Allah and His soul glorifies, that is what we honor and glorify, inshallah. Inshallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. However, we have still a few minutes left to the program, and here is a question that has come through. And it says, Salams, please ask Sheikh if you pay a dam for Umrah and Hajj. Um, a dam, uh, uh, if you do dam, hajj, hajj and Umrah together, then yes, a dam must be paid. And but if we do it as we've been given, Allah, we, Allah says, فَمَنْ If you do the Umrah and the Hajj, like we do it in, in South Africa nowadays, where there's an, an Umrah, then the, the, the Hajj, but it's obviously with one intention of the Hajj, which is called Tamattu' then there Allah says, فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعْ بِالْأُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِّ فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي Then a Hadi, a dam must be slaughtered. 
That is what Allah commands and Allah knows best and Allah is the one that's going to grant you a hajj makbool and mabrur. So please see that you actually prepare yourselves that this is part of your hajj. It must be done. It's compulsory. If it's not compulsory, Allah would not mention it, right? Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. May Allah grant khair and barakatuh. And only when you do not find an enemy, animal, this is, then you may be able to fast three days on Hajj and seven days when you return. So a person can do the three days on, Araf, on, on, on Hajj and seven days when they return plus the slaughtering of an animal would be only of benefit to the person in that sense. Yes. And we come now to the end of this program and allow me to make the dua, the final dua, and all of us let us put our hands together. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim wal Asr in al insan alafi husr illa alladina amanu wa amilu salihat wa tawasaw bil haqqi wa tawasaw bil sabr wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa salim. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natub. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. And that then concludes our program for this afternoon being Madrasa on Asia. Shukran so much to everyone that participated as well as sending through the questions.